Welcome back to the Seven Sins Modern Man podcast. This is part two of Wrath. Um, now I guess now that we've answered all those questions from our two fans, they were great questions as well. Yeah, shout thank you guys. Them. So yeah, shout out to um Elliot and to Dylan. So much appreciated. You shouldn't name drop them. They might get like. Okay, well, sorry, but <laughs> I didn't give last names. No one can find you. Um. <laughs> uh so now i think what, what i wanted to go on to now we've kind of covered the micro like our personal lives and our personal how anger and wrath has touched us um now i guess we need to look at the human society like the the broader implications um so i think there's a little preface we just want to do first yeah um because we're going to go into things of human conflict and war and stuff like that and hatred of otherness um i kind of want to make sure that people understand that there's a lot of very um, dark things going on in the world right now. Like and currently. Yeah, like very of... currently. Like, um, for example, like in particular, like the Hong Kong protests and the Black Lives Matter movement um, here and abroad, um, particularly in America. And um, Jack just wants to sort of just cover something just so we get kind of, you know, our stance on it, I guess. Yeah, because it's a difficult thing to talk about without being misconstrued sometimes. And, and regardless of what you say, I think there's always going to be someone out there that disagrees fundamentally with what you're saying whether or not you're on the right or wrong side um and eat lit food who's like this instagrammer who takes awesome photos of food and he's a cool guy and he posted this thing on his story on instagram the other day he, he wrote my platform is predominantly used for food and if you want an official political statement i simply am not qualified to give one there are real activists intellectuals, political figures, and commentators who have dedicated their whole careers on educating themselves about the history, ideologies, ideologies, statistics, and familiarize themselves with all of the debates pertaining to all of the social issues we are seeing unfold today. And I think that's right. Like, we're just two dudes sitting in a fucking room having a yarn about some shit that we thought of. Yeah, and I think, I think it's, a, it's a very tough time for a lot of people especially with i mean like the covid crisis as well yeah, shit. um so i think going into this topic we're not going to talk about those things right now um and we're going to talk more kind of broadly about the past a little bit more and historically in the future we're probably not going to touch current affairs too much so i think there's enough people that are more qualified to talk about than us yeah and you and, and, and you can get that you can get if you want some random cunt's opinion just open up instagram yeah <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. So and I don't mean that as being dismissive. Yeah, and also, and also, it's a little bit of a warning too that if we do talk about anything like distressing, um, hopefully that's not going to affect people personally because we we are going to probably talk about war. But, but I, th- I think as well we're open to dis. Well, I mean, I am. We're open to discourse. Like if someone comes back and goes, "Hey, I think you shouldn't have said this, and this is why." Yeah, that's great. But if you get someone just ranting, "You're wrong and dumb yeah. and fucked," I mean, I'm open to someone going, "Fuck you, dickhead," on the comments. But um, I'd love to see that actually. I'd love to see that. Um, but I, I think, yeah, if you have any criticism or you have any things that you want to touch on in the comments, we did ask for feedback and for questions and answers yeah. before the session. And after the session as well, for next episode, it'd be good to have any feedback. And that's broadly about the podcast too. Like, oh, I really hated how long it was, or I really hated how short it was, or whatever I hate it is. Jack's nosily tone, nasally, nosily tone. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how he says words wrong. Yeah, um, never no, get him back. I feel like I'm more nasal. Shame fuckers, I'm coming back for another one. So, looking at wrath from a broad societal sense. Um, something you and I have definitely touched on a lot already is like war Uh, war is something that has fucking afflicted humanity since like the two rocks was hit together you know yeah 
at something. So it's the dawn of time almost. It's yeah, like, and I feel like it won't end ever. Like I feel like next it'll be planetary well, resources. The problem and... is if I mean to, to jump straight fucking into it. War is money Sorry. now. War is yeah. an industry. Like war is you makes people make so much money from war. Yeah, I mean, I mean the military. How much does industry... it cost to kit out like one infantry man in the US fighting force? Wow, what a terrible fucking sentence. But like, I guess I guess uh, you get that analogy in Generation Kill, like of like we are highly tuned Ferraris, fra- tuned Ferraris thrown into a desert. But like, what's what is it? it I still something it's ridiculous. Like, uh, it's I like, swear, if you include training, it's like a million or more. But like, just just like the outfit, sixteen k like, minimum. Yeah, yeah, probably. eighteen grand or something per yeah, soldier from like Colt and Armor Life. And yeah, I just fucking whoever else. Like, it's an industry. War is an industry now, yeah. and like, it, it's. I'd almost liken it to things like sex work, where it's yeah. like it's an industry that's a bit taboo and a bit like people don't fully understand it and it's frowned upon. Like people still currently it's the dark underbelly of humanity yeah there's conflict and sex and, 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 and the, the great thing about war great thing about war is that people view, people view it as or, or the way that it's portrayed is that people go out and they're brave and they fight for their country and freedom mm. and things like that and i believe that that's not that that's not true but the underbelly of it is just the fact that there's so much fucking money changing hands yeah you know well, you also get the counterpoint to that. You go, you go out and you, you fight for your country and you lose a limb thinking you are doing this patriotic thing and some fucking person at home who didn't fight tells you you're a baby killer. Yeah, I think there's the two Vietnam sides. War. Uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think the people who are... It's removed from people who are actually in the military and people that went and fought and sacrificed yeah. and died. Like, I think of like our father's fathers who died on the beaches of Normandy trying to invade Europe to give us a better life and to stop the clutches of evil. Yeah, that fascism was, and evil. Yeah. yeah, and like then I have nothing but the most utmost respect for people that dedicate their lives to the servitude and the, the protection of others. I yeah. don't, for not for a second do I I, I think we, 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 I think we understand it, we're respectful of it, but fundamentally you and I have never fought in a war. No. We've never been part of a military force. Nope. So... I think we are going from a place of naivete, but we are very interested in those topics. Yeah, and so I mean, it's, it's something that's we've like, done. I mean, again, nothing compares to actually going and fighting and yeah, being there. Yeah. But like, I think as far as education goes, we've been through, not been through, but we've we've done a lot of research. We've watched a lot of documentaries, like the Ken yeah, Burns read ones, read a lot of books, talked to a lot of people. For God's sake, if I'm ever bored and I don't know what to watch, I'm like, mm, World War Two in colour, I'll watch that for the 50th fucking time, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I'm always learning something and it's, it's, it's something that, again, like the Eat Lit Food post, there are people out there that have dedicated their whole careers to understanding yeah. this and it's just, all I do is have a knowledge that there's, so much more that I don't I think thematically the reason we wanted to talk about it is is it's something that calls to all men. And I don't mean to um I don't mean to uh, put aside the opinions or put aside the struggles of like women in this field at all because there's definitely been um women in war for sure and and oh, women all that facets of the military war. Are brave I mean as it's, fuck, it's like... fucking fifty percent of the world, right? But I, I, I this podcast is targeted at I'm a dude and my guests are probably gonna be dudes for the base the vast majority. And it's something I just wanted to target that side of my psyche. So again, there definitely is um, a lot of contributions by women to fighting forces and, and I mean, lots of fields around the, the world. The First World War, right? Yeah. On the front line, the Eastern Front, were there any women in the trenches? There, there weren't, really. Yeah. I but, mean, if there was, but, like, 
400 meters behind the front line yeah. women in the hospitals yeah. like women went and fought like they didn't, they didn't fight but women went and served and died on just behind the front line to man those hospitals and men went and died in the mud of like flanders and stuff like that yeah. and and it's not to say that one is better than the other but, but, it's, like, but it's even it's even down to something at its core like we were talking about the other day it's like fundamentally you sit down with your partner and like sometimes they just don't want to watch a war movie and like i think guys are like we're drawn to conflict in just such a different way yeah and that's not just again broad generalization here it's very you know, hard to have this discussion without feeling having, like you're gonna fucking hurt someone's feelings well just having to like always go back and be like we're not being sexist we're not being racist we're not being vi-. like and just someone we will be to yeah. someone no matter what we say so someone we will be being fucking uh, not acknowledging the right people um and that's not what this is about this is more about just t- focusing on what we want to talk about it's my podcast the daughter one <laughs> that's my wrath um so yeah what's I mean, your you- thought <laughs> this is my thought um but yeah basically i think it's just something that men are drawn to man like we like fighting just fundamentally like we like watching fucking apocalypse now we like making beef jerky <laughs> shit with the door open yeah um about gambling trips I, I, I definitely all through my life. You know, I grew up. I'm named after Sergio Leone, like the director of the fucking Dollars trilogy. So I like grew up watching cowboy films. He's the guy that did Backdoor Slots Night and Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The very same. Those long panning shots. Ennio um, <laughs> Morricone scored the moans. Oh, beautiful. Um, but think, yeah, like I grew up watching Guns. Apparently, Nolan and Hans Zimmer are tipped to do the next one. But anyway. <laughs> I um. But that's another, that's a good point. Dunkirk, you know, you and I watched Dunkirk together. And I think I've both... watched Dunkirk nearly as many times as I've watched Step Brothers. No, I haven't. It hasn't been out as long. But... Okay, Step Brothers, the quintessential war movie. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. war between brothers. Yeah, What's more masculine? It's a war of love. What's more masculine than that? Um, but <laughs> I, th- I think there's just something about it. Like, yeah. there's the call to it. I mean, even now, like, I got pretty close to um joining the nz army because i wanted to do gunsmithing so i was like what's a good path armory you know like but like i'm obviously just a fat nerd so um but it's it's, it's almost romanticized like dunkirk oh for sure dunkirk was done in an amazing way and i think the movie is fantastic but when you look at photos of the beaches at dunkirk they weren't these vast sprawling open expanses with dudes in line 15 dudes in a line it was like yeah it was like confusion it was like people dying abandoned machinery like people getting shot at strafed bombed by like the the luftwaffe like it was it wasn't this beautiful expanse but the way that it was nolan right yeah the way that nolan yeah. portrays it is like it's shot in a gorgeous way and it's it's hard not to be i think it's weird i don't know how you feel but when i watched dunkirk i was like for me, for me it's watching like band of brothers generation time. kill man like every time it's like i definitely feel camaraderie towards a lot of my friends yeah and i definitely don't haven't been through the same struggles like you know we've been we've been down to countdown and some durries you know we haven't uh, we haven't we have waited traffic today yeah we didn't freeze our feet off in the eastern front yeah and get shot um, the fuck in the bush but or like you know it's it's, it's just interesting there's something about it that's the friendship and like taking fire and like for me the firearms man like something about the smell of cordite and uh brass tinkling this is something that's so romantic to me and again like that's from my perspective of loving the mechanics behind firearms and that's another topic that's like wrath like it's hard to equate the beauty and the romanticism of war with the hatred and the blood and the misery 
and how horrific it really is. Yeah, I think I think I touched on it earlier. You know, like during the Second World War, and I mean, even to an extent, most wars, both before and after, there was this real sense of like. I mean, in the First World War, for fuck's sake, the first Christmas, they like put down their weapons and they went and like hugged and danced and ate and were drinking with the Germans. You know, like I mean, there was this sense of like we're doing what we have to do for our country. Well, look at Europe as is now, as it was then. As like, It's fa- fundamentally the same families. I mean, like, I mean, and in Europe now, you can get, you know, I don't know about now now with COVID, but, you know, during the Eurosphere, you could you could get, you know, train to Germany and go see, like, you know, G- you know Berlin and then go to Italy. And it's all very interconnected. And back at the turn of the century, it was definitely, like, intermarried families and your cousin was German and like your mate was from France, and it's 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 odd that such a huge conflict brewed out of this closeness. I think I think what I was touching on more was like there wasn't hatred, and I think wrath yeah, stems yeah. from that yeah. hatred and that anger. But I, and I mean, like even the Korean War, there wasn't really the hate. Like they hated the conditions and they hated fucking being there. But Vietnam. Do you mean the American? Yeah, yeah the American yeah, forces. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't think they really. I mean. Sure, there's people that were like, I hated the Koreans, but like... Well, the South and North Korea thing's interesting. Like, I wonder how, like, it's fundamentally you've got members of the same fucking family on both sides of the DMZ. Yeah. It must be such a weird thing to... It's, it's, and I think half the problem is it's been... shrouded in so much mystery. Yeah. That it's like, I mean, is Kim Jong even still alive? Who knows? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I think what I was, yeah, what I was trying to touch on is just like Vietnam. Again, you watch that Kim Burns documentary and like, they're like... Or in um, Apocalypse Now, where he's like, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. And they talk about these fucking horrific scenes yeah. of, like, kids with that song, Napalm Sticks to Kids. Yeah, and it's like, I was about to bring that up. It's English. just fucking It's horrific. harrowing. It like, is, and it's, it's disgusting and horrific. And there's this great song at the end of Danger Close talking about this guy who's 19 and he goes to fight. Christ, I was only 19. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and it's like... And there's the line, like, why is it the, the, the Channel 7... Uh, helicopter chills me to the bone and it's like because that's ptsd that's real ptsd yeah. from a war that you fought and i think in vietnam they hated the vietnamese and the Viet Cong because well that's that's the sucks, man like you're trained i think i think fundamentally a lot of these forces on the macro level like the higher up the, the high commands you need you need your soldiers to hate the enemy but i wonder to if rationalize the fucking mass murder well i wonder if that's the whole thing is that like a lot of these people had had fathers and grandfathers, and I mean, even some of them had fought in the Second World War, in the First World War, or maybe not in the First World War that fought in Vietnam, but you know, and they, they were like, fuck war, war's dumb, and I mean, the peace movements, like the hippie movements that were going on, I mean, it was the summer of 69, for fuck's the sake. The counterculture, it's like, like throwback, yeah. They have to be as aggressive, or as, is it right wing? Yeah, like, peace, peaceful, don't go to war is left wing, right? You know, yeah, I guess it's, it's more, it's more left leaning. Okay. It's progressive, yeah. Whereas, like, maybe pro war, the pro war thing yeah. is is more conservative and right wing. And but you look at like Nixon, and you don't really see him as a progressive or left wing. No, you see the people really. that are perpetuating like McNamara and stuff as. But that's what I mean is like maybe maybe right the whole thing is they were fed into this belief of like if you hate the Vietnamese, you'll fight better. You you you'll think that everyone at home that's saying war's bad is a pussy. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what happened. Like a lot of the soldiers that came back were persecuted and were called baby killers. But then, cons- like on the flip side, they were like the people that didn't fight are fucking pussies. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's like us versus them extends not just to the enemy, 
but to civilians. Yeah. I think, I think, like, we can talk about it, and then there's probably, like, army guys, so like, an army guy listening to this would be like, well, you don't fucking know, you know? And, and you're right, you know, and you're right, we, don't. we don't, you know? Um, but purely, like, it's almost purely theory. My uncle and my dad have made a documentary about New Zealand's contribution during Vietnam uh, from the 90s, and um, I was watching that recently, and that was really interesting. Like, he, my uncle was telling me, how hard it was to get New Zealand veterans to talk about Vietnam. Yeah. Because they suffered such persecution when they got home that, like, New Zealand almost downplayed how involved we were. And yet we... We... Yeah. It's we were like, one of the major combatants in that war. Yeah, like, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, look at, look at like, um, even even in Band of Brothers, there's, a, there's those scenes in the beginning where they talk to the veterans. There's this bit where the, the guy's like, you know, one of, like, four of the kids in our town were... Well, three of the kids in our town were listed as 4F, which is, like, unfit to fight. And they killed themselves. Yep. They weren't able to go to war, so they killed themselves. Like, the patriotic first, drive is... First World War, where they were given, like, white feathers. Like, women would walk up to men in the street and be like, here's a white feather, you fucking pussy. Like, you coward, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't say you fucking pussy, especially not in, like, 1914. But, you know, it was implied. And I watched it... when I pussy. Watched, I, re- <laughs> I read this great book called... Um, engine of the GWR and it's about like a train driver like a guy who works on the railway and he worked through the first and second world war and during the war department stuff yeah yeah I'm sorry second world war and he was harassed in the street by people who were like why aren't you all fighting yeah and he's like because I have to run the fucking what do you mean I have to run the trains like you know you know I think I think that is something that's fundamentally different now about modern war is do you think if there was another you know Iraq situation let's say I don't really want to. Put, I don't want to pick a country for war, but let, <laughs> let's, let's say Australia. Okay, let's say there's a ground invasion of Australia, and like the call was out to like. Can we bring the emus? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but like I don't think society would be like cool with it. I don't think society would be like, "Oh, you're a coward for not going." They'd be like, "Good, don't perpetuate war." Like I, I feel like New Zealand is a good example because we are relatively progressive as a whole. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty, we're pretty centrist, even at our right. Like yeah, our most yeah, right we've, wingers we've had this discussion a yeah. lot. Like, you know, even our far right is pretty centre left leaning. Apart from extremists, obviously, in all cases. Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I guess, I guess, it, what it boils down to is, I wonder how much of what we believe, you know, like the the war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq and like the ongoing conflicts in the Middle East yeah, how much of what we believe and who we think is right and who we think is wrong is a business uh, decision no well how much of that well yeah I guess how much of that is dictated by the media yeah. like I, I genuinely have no fucking idea like Palestine the Holy Lands and things like that I'm not educated enough to go out and be like the Israelis what's happening in the West Bank or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I exactly no I, don't, I don't know and yeah. like I just, I just think that like and we probably, we probably go into it more than a lot of people like, in terms of like yeah. trying to Google it, but like I just think that like that, that, deep research googling uh, <laughs> that hatred that's perpetuated by the media and by governments to help people be okay with the fact there's a, a war that's, well, that's something that just burning. wasn't on the First World War. Like you didn't have cameras on site. Yeah, Iraq War. That's the first war. Yeah, we've video really had. phones. People uploading shit to Facebook. Yeah, like, live leak. You know, like ISIS. Like it was pretty. I remember, like, definitely my teen years, seeing some pretty harrowing stuff on the internet through you know camera phones. <laughs> kids that grew up on well, not kids, as teenagers that grew up on 4chan. It's like yeah, you see some shit. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It's it's, it's there's something about it, and like we both watched Generation Kill through together, and, it, and there's something about that war that's just it's so dense, like urban. 
I mean, obviously, World War Two and World War One definitely involved cities and towns, but it was like the fighting man yeah. and the populace. Um, modern like, war, modern war is so intermingled. Fighting the population, almost. yeah, yeah, and like, um, it's 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 scary to think how much power modern munitions have as well against such. I mean, fuck, I hate to say it, but soft targets like you well, look humans, at humans, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you look at the billions and billions and billions. The US and China and Russia will spend. And I mean, obviously other countries as well on like one aircraft carrier and then they'll bomb a village and not give a fuck about the human toll. And it's like some guy in the States sitting at a computer console driving like a predator, like a predator, it's like a drone, <laughs> drone aircraft with missiles. And yeah. it's like, it's so odd. It's, it's actually, do you know what's interesting? That, that next topic that we've got up there, the hatred of otherness, I almost feel mm. like it ties into that. Like in America, how many people are scared of like, and I'm going to sound controversial by saying this, but like Arabs or Muslims or whatever. Yeah, like, especially post are, in a post 9-11 world. People are fucking terrified of shit that they don't understand. Yeah. And like, I mean, like even in New Zealand after the terror attacks, yeah, the amount of shit that I saw on Facebook that I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like people that were like, oh, well, that's what happens when you set up a mosque in a country that you're not from. And you're just like, who are you? What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Like, People don't Almost justifying to... it, like, because of the terrorism in 2001, it's justified now. It's like... And it's also like, what well, people don't deserve people. to die for being different. I mean... Yeah. You I know. think everyone deserves an equal opportunity in life. And wrath... Wrath... I hate you for different reasons, but I don't think you should <laughs> die for... Uh, <laughs> you get an equal opportunity to suffer my wrath. Yeah. Um, no, but I think... I think that's definitely something that's been perpetuated throughout human conflict forever, is the hatred of otherness. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading this funny story. I mean, it's not kind of funny um, <laughs> well, we're talking about, about human suffering and death about funny it's, Italian city states they had a massive war well, maybe not massive but they had a proper like border conflict over a fucking well bucket like like it was a long lasting uh, war and they've got the bucket in a museum now yeah um, and they basically had like people died over this and it's like I don't so know the like, utility of it like, it's like it... two Italian city states like the same people uh, it's like I don't know that, that's getting pretty close like we're well, in the same country but the, the idea of statehood and nationhood has definitely changed um, over the decades and centuries and thousands of years and aeons. I mean, look at New Zealand, right? Like, New Zealand, yeah. on a global scale right now, we're doing okay. You know, yeah. I mean, one case of COVID as we speak in the that's currently being addressed, like none in the last two weeks. You know, like, in terms of what's going on on a global level, things are, things are okay. But, I yeah. mean, there's still, and forgive me because I'm really fucking ignorant and this is a topic that is really tapu to a lot of people is like the the treatment of the the multi people yeah. and when we came and or when you know white people came and colonized here there's so much to make up for like fuck we did terrible things and that's still perpetuated to this day yeah. and like racism is still fucking prevalent here and it's like you see some very interesting arguments though and like it's so it's such a dark rabbit hole where you're like well, like, why do I have to make up for something generations ago that happened? It's like, because well, the shit's perpetuated now. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it it's, doesn't... It's, it's, it's not... It's not like it's not ongoing. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's... that's To tie it back into wrath, like, I can understand why a lot of people are really angry. Yeah. Like, not just specifically the Māori people, but, like, people who are part of those groups and who are, who are like... I guess that's bringing it... I guess that's kind of bringing it around to the overall point we're kind of skirting around is racism racism is a form of wrath yeah it's a hatred of someone else yeah for, i mean arguably a hatred of people who are innocent 
Yep. And that's that's what the deadly sin of wrath is, is yep. exacting what you see as perverse justice on people who are innocent. Yep. And but I can see why, you know, people go out and protest about the shit here, you know, like uh the, the Waitangi stuff. Waitangi stuff, you know, like it's yep. Again, I feel really like ignorant, not knowing. I feel, I feel like I feel like we, we don't need to go into it too much because yeah. like I don't think again it's, it's something that's they're professional. It's almost too close to home, and, and I'm certainly not an expert. Yeah, and it's something that like I don't think we're going to solve through rambling about it. Well, actually, that's interesting because the next <laughs> we're not going to fix racism. Too. Uh, How did yeah. they mention that? Like the yeah the PM racism solved twenty twenty. <laughs> How do we fix the bad? Um, well, the next. I mean, we kind of already addressed it, but one of the topics was how do we fix or address this? And like, honestly, I don't think you can fix it. And I think in order to address it, you need to keep being like, you need to keep and, and, and not recognizing blame, that it's like, happening. Blame is blame is a dangerous form of wrath. I feel mm-hmm. like going, well, it's their fault is is not conductive. And then and then even even going like, oh, well, it's the military industrial complex. It's like they didn't come out of nowhere. There was people, you know, the CEOs. It's people who wanted to make money. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's but but, but at an individual shit. level when they're driving their car with, and picking up their kids from an Ivy League school or whatever, whatever these fucking CEOs do, I don't know. I'm not a wealthy man. Um, whatever they do in their day, do they? Th- do you think they think I'm perpetuating the military industrial complex and I'm an evil man or an evil woman? No, I reckon they go. I'm really I'm providing all these jobs and I'm protecting the national security. Uh, is it justification? And, who knows. Yeah, like I, I, I don't think yeah. so. I don't think like I follow Lockheed Martin because I like I, I don't know there's something about the arms industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but basically, like I never see their posts as being like we did a war. It's always like, it's downplaying that it's every always, time someone dies, we make money. Yeah, they don't talk about their missiles. They talk about like oh, our helicopters could be used for healthcare. Like obviously, that's a spin, like a propaganda <laughs> machine. Our Apache helicopters with machine guns on the side. It's a healthy helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've reduced the uh, the output of our diesel from. Yeah, our emissions are great, and our death dealing rotor machine. <laughs> yeah, in fine text. Does that, hate, that is what does it's like, though. good killing, that's, too. That's honestly what it's like. It's, yeah. it's really bizarre. And, like, social media is another thing that, like, conflict. But, yeah, going back to the future of it is, like, I don't think we will escape our animal, um, our animal aggression and our animal want for war. And I worry that, like, once we get beyond this fucking rock into space, it'll be who gets the moon. It'll be who gets asteroid three covered in titanium. Yeah. You know who's got the best space shuttle with the most missiles. I can't wait for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm IRL. basically saying. I saw a great thing that was like, I love it. 2020, they decided for season six of Black Mirror, they wouldn't put it on Netflix. They just let us all live it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's imagine the next Star Wars movie is just like reality. Yeah, I remember seeing like a post this morning where it was like, oh, like if aliens turn up above the sky demanding to like blow us up, would we be like, have they released the December content too early, or what's <laughs> going to happen next month? Yeah, I, I think I think there's something there's some dark heart of wrath within all of us, man, woman, you know, soldier, children. civilian, children. Yeah, like there's something about anger that's a very human thing. I guess that's what all the sins boil down to, though. Is the human, you know, original sin. Humans have sin. Like we we innately hold these dark truths that like no one can really avoid. Well, it's interesting because the next question or next point is has human wrath been beneficial to our species and like i think it has been it's yep. just really controversial being like oh wow a bad thing can be good yep. but like i think it's beneficial in that 
even in our own experiences, we've been able to reflect and look back and be like, fuck, you know what? Have we grown Someone from being angry? something yeah. and me reacting quickly and angrily and vengefully isn't a good way. Like, it's it's beneficial in that it shows you what not to do. And not always. Like, I'm sure there are examples of, like, people being like, wrath is good. Like, the, the project, what was the one called? Um, the, yeah, the Mossad. The Mossad thing, you know, like, where it's, 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 People could argue, like, yeah, that was good. You should kill people that perpetrate terrorism. I mean, like, look at um, SEAL Teams. Was it SEAL Teams? SEAL Teams 6 going after Bin Laden. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can argue until the cast come home. Did Bin Laden do it? Like, oh, I, I guess it's that's like, not you know, the point. You talk it's to like, the guy. Do you go after dark people. You, you, like, you talk to the guy that shot Bin Laden, like, you know, the guy that, like, yeah. he, you know, he's got, like, a really popular Instagram page, weirdly, and so does his wife. Yeah, um, I don't know. Or well, like, I mean, the whole the whole Chris Kyle thing, or American Sniper. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, a, it's a sniper. Like, it's like shoots people. You know, it's like is, is it, I don't know. The, the the point you want to argue though is, is it beneficial to our species? And I think the lessons learned are, but I don't know. Are we like, learning the same lesson again and again? Like, again? is is road rage beneficial? No, not really. Like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty angry when I get behind the wheel sometimes. But like, following someone home and beating them with a tire iron is like. It's yeah, not beneficial yeah. to human kind. I don't know, like, sometimes it's like... Um, I feel like there's going back the other way, back to, like, primate. Yeah. Bull, you know, like, we're not... We came I mean, from... I mean, I mean, I think one of those big parallels is, like, air travel. Like, air travel, like, modern air travel, where we can travel and view these different cultures and learn more about the world is fundamentally facilitated because of developments made during World War Two. I mean, back to space. Space travel... A lot of that rocket technology came from Nazi rocket scientists that were basically expatriated I mean, by the US. America was like, they couldn't get enough of them. Yeah. They're like, oh, you did some war crimes? You know what? It's like everyone makes mistakes once, but come and help us get to the moon. Yeah, you and know, um, like, uh, and like, I should say Project Harp that comes to mind for some reason. Space uh, guns or something. I think that was coming from like the V3 project, yeah, which was like the successor to the V2 project. Yeah. Um, because it was supposed to go into orbit, right? The yeah, basically rate. a big gun to push yeah. into orbit without the whole liquid fuel problems. But but that that is like that is fundamentally something we need to do is get out into space and diversify our portfolio. You know, <laughs> something hits this rock, you know, we're all on it. So I think you know people like Elon Musk are very pro space, and like we wouldn't have space without that. But but would we have reached that conclusion without conflict, without well, millions think, and millions I think of the deaths? atom bomb and the people that were designing it and building yeah. it, and then. Was it Truman at the time? Yes. Was like we're gonna we're gonna drop it on or had the decision to be like the tough decision, admittedly, of being like we're gonna drop it on yeah. Japan to end the war. Yeah. And all the scientists, like all forty nine of the scientists or all forty nine of the fifty that were working on the project signed this petition to be like, if you do this, that's it. Humanity's fucked. Like as soon as you unleash this, it's over. Yeah. Like that's how well, it's gonna... out there in the world, it's out there in the world. Yeah. It's interesting. That, that's, like, that's another thing, though. Like the true, purest thing we've done as a species towards wrath is the nuclear bomb. It's like such a symbol. The mushroom cloud. The quote from the Hindu scripture about "I'm becoming death, destroyer of worlds." Like it's such an embodiment of wrath that humanity is devised. It's not a typhoon. It's not nature's wrath. It's I guess just man's to, go, wrath. to go back to that, the, the, the definition, which is like perverted justice on the innocent. Like. Yeah fucking how many soldiers were in hiroshima how many soldiers were in nagasaki that posed a direct threat to the lives of americans and like i get don't get me wrong i completely understand why they did it like fuck invading japan would have been 
you know, to theorize on it would have been difficult and deadly. And like what they yeah. did is almost that question of like, when have you done something? What was the question? Can you yeah. scroll down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the... When have you done something bad to be beneficial? Yeah, what's the worst thing you've ever done for the right reasons? Uh, yeah, there's a great analogy. The atomic bomb. Like they killed hundreds of thousands of Japanese, millions by the end of it. Yeah, with yeah. the atomic bombs to save millions of American lives, and then it's like, I don't, yeah. But I don't it's know. interesting. It's interesting. It's not happened again. We're, we're not. We're not exactly a restrained species, and yet oh, somehow. How close have we been though? Like the Cold War. Yeah, I but mean, like the but, missile crises we've but had still averted. You know, I say that, and then a nuke bombs go. Yeah, you know, a nuke yeah. goes off tomorrow. It's twenty twenty after all. I'm sure yeah. some horrific Next month, shit's... nukes. Yeah. yeah, but like it's interesting that like. A lot of the targets traditionally of the Cold War weren't military targets. A lot of the targets are civilian and morale. And I think like, that's how you hit the hardest, though. Yeah. That's, that's wrath, right? That's is wrath. Like, is, yeah. is perverted justice towards the innocent. Yep. And I know I keep fucking spouting that, but that's what it is. Or mad, right? that like mutually assured destruction concept. Yeah. Like, if you're going to fucking kill us, we're going to fucking kill you. And that's like what nukes were fundamentally designed to do. Yeah, so I think after basically going into that heavy, the conflict side of things in terms of humanity, um, I guess the takeaway we want to kind of build towards an outro with this one is, is patience, what you were saying before about that being like the opposite. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> it's hard to preach a virtue when I'm an angry, impatient cunt anyway. But that's, that's the thing, right? <laughs> it's not coming from someone who is perfect. Yeah. It's coming yeah, yeah, from two guys that know innately we are trying we're striving towards that ideal yeah we're not quite there yet and i don't think anyone ever gets there it's about what's that thing what's it's about the journey not destination oh shut up <laughs> it's the the destination the journey is the destination man yeah i think that's true though like as much as i hate glib phrases <laughs> i certainly spout enough fucking um, and ultimately showing patience in any situation is the way to curtail anger God, I said curtail it nine times now. Yeah, you should tell one of the stories that you haven't told before. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think, I think like, when you're driving on the road, yeah. you can show patience. Like, we had that situation earlier just before, but we both got angry at this lady who, like, didn't let us in to merge. Like, you were driving, I was just sitting in the passenger seat, and we didn't let her merge, and we both, like, went off a bit. But, like, <laughs> ultimately, it's like, what's her story? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. She had kids there was like in the a car. car blocking. We, we came to the conclusion there was like a car blocking us, so she couldn't have seen me. And then like she kind of couldn't go backwards and couldn't go forwards. And like I was already half out anyway. And then like and, and maybe she was, she was like, in a rush. Maybe yeah. she had to get her kids like a tennis lesson. And it's just like initially it was like fuck you, you're inconsiderate cunt. Like it's <laughs> it's really easy to jump to that like yeah that anger. yeah 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 <laughs> to be wrathful and be like I'm gonna like uh, fishtail the car and spin her off the road. <laughs> pit maneuver yeah. off the road which I, d- I never said by the way yeah don't you tell them um, and you know like whereas, whereas the reality is probably something far more like instead of being like oh what a stupid bitch the maybe, maybe she is like, maybe she's just a really inconsiderate arsehole but that's not the point the point is maybe she we, just made a mistake if we let go of the anger we will she doesn't peace. give a shit yeah, she's she, in her car she, she will like, never listen ha fuck she's not gonna open this podcast and go that was me <laughs> I was inconsiderate bitch three <laughs> Like, it's never going to happen. I think so. we've named three inconsiderate people. <laughs> no, but like... Oh, I th- you mean her, right? Yeah yeah, 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 But I think the patience thing is so true at the micro and macro level. Yeah. 
you know, um, I think fundamentally all the way through to the conflict side of things, you know, be patient around, you know, your fellow man. If you don't understand another culture, get to know them, go understand them. You know, I remember the mosque here in Wellington frequently does like open days full of like food. So you're just going to tell a story about how he went to the mosque open day uh, and yeah. back in 2015. I'm going to do my virtue signaling now. <laughs> no, but I, I love, I love foreign cuisine. Yeah. I like, I think food for me, I mean, obviously I'm a fat dude, <laughs> But food for me is like, I love food from yeah. all cultures. And I think... The only we, way you expose yourself to that is by exposing yourself to cultures. Exactly. And like, and music. And like, and music from yeah. so many different cultures. And like, I think so many cultures, like especially with music, look at like metal, some of the influence from like Northern European countries. Yeah, and Northern. then like, some of the influence from other cultures have changed metal forever. And like, music wouldn't be where it is today without all these different cultures. And I love music and food. And it's like, it's hard... To be deeply personally racist if you like cultural things like movies, music, food. I, I, I've always perpetuated, and goddamn, I know we're treading on thin ice here. I've always perpetuated that, like, I don't care about your sexuality, your creed, your race, none of that. If you're a shit fucking person, then I hate you. Well, I don't hate you, but, like, I, I yeah. don't dislike you because of who you are. I hate you because of what you yep. do. Like, if you cut me off in traffic, or if you, like, try and fuck me over by doing something, you could be any number of combination of things, and I don't yeah. hate you because of those things. I, hate I don't identify people doing. by those things. Yeah. It's like, how do you treat your fellow Shit people being? are shit people, regardless yeah. of who yeah. or what And every are. fucking person in the world perpetuates it. And also, people Especially are Especially you. <laughs> Dick. Um, I think innately though, all uh, the thing is also the patience thing. It's like, I don't think people are one dimensional. People aren't this evil caricature. I mean, you could argue like everyone has good in them. Everyone has evil in them. Well, like old mate, you were talking about before, like the person that's perpetuating, you know, industrial revolution of mass murder, like that picks their kid up in a Maybach and goes to an Ivy League school. Like they're probably not like a horrific, horrible, disgusting. a bomb. they're not yeah. a Bond supervillain. They're just yeah. like a dude that probably cares about their kids and wants to make money. And yeah, and, and maybe doing. they do love their employees and strive for like good pay brackets. And it's I mean, like, do you know what? funny i yeah. work for the bank and i mean it's banks are pretty trivial like are they good are they evil you know yeah. but like i love working they're great people and people they care about the people under them yeah. whether or not you think all banks run by greedy goblins or not that's up to you yeah you know but like the people the people there are what make it a great place to work yeah and i work in a pretty difficult department i think that's the, th the takeaway from humanity right is like down at the micro level when it becomes clans again like families and communities I think people can show their best traits. Yeah, you Which look at you patience, look, right? Yeah, and yeah, specifically in this instance, it's it's patience for other people. Yeah, and understanding and tolerance. Yeah, and it's going. You know, I'm gonna let people into my home because they've got a like a fire's happened. I never let people in. No, but like let's say let's, let's say let's say your neighbor's house burned down. Happened. You might not know them, and you might have to put up with them in your space. But ultimately, you you You'd extend their hand. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think I think that's also the takeaway. To bring it back to the, I keep saying I wouldn't do it, and then I've done it like four times. Bring it back to the biblical sense, like the Good Samaritan stuff oh, is like it. the opposite of wrath. It's showing patience towards your fellow man, and then through that empathy, caring, those well, things we should strive towards. Being it makes me think of like you know better than to an be, animal to be topical, like COVID and the way that impacted people. Like I mean, yeah, I. 
you know, I saw firsthand through work people that were losing livelihoods and jobs and stuff like that. And, and the flip side of that were people who were like, yeah, I run a butchery, but we, you know, with the meat products that we have that we can't sell or that are going to spoil, we freeze them and give them away. Like yeah. we, we, New Zealand especially, were very, like, I swear I had more conversations with more people in like more supermarkets and on the street and shit like that during COVID than I ever have before because yeah. everyone was like, how are you doing? It you brings know? you back to reality. And it makes you empathize with your fellow human being yeah. and make you want to reach out. That's what we are. We are a social animal, you know, fundamentally. Yeah. We want and, to talk to each other. And like, I've definitely been in the line at Countdown when it was huge because of COVID when we were at lockdown four. Yeah. And like, I wanted to kill the person in front of me. And like, <laughs> I think there's just definitely like frustration of the process but then when you sit there and be patient, everyone's in the though, same. Right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's in the same boat. Though. Person behind you wanted to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was standing there, I was exactly. like, "Fuck you." Anger is cyclical. Yeah. Remember that thing where like bullies are bullied. It almost yeah. is. It almost yeah. is cyclical in a way. They take it out on the innocent because they had it taken out on them when they were innocent. Yeah. Um, I think that's like it's a pretty. I think we've done. It's good. a pretty good ending point. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on. Um. Nah, maybe not. I was just going to talk, touch on like willful ignorance, but I think that's something else. I think anyone that's ignorant deserves patience to an extent, and I think we shouldn't. Yeah, we we, we were we were going to talk about like being frustrated at people that are willfully ignorant. Like again, bringing back the same example, flat earthers. But ultimately, it's like I don't know. It's something you can let go. You can forgive it. People like, that don't know to give way to people coming uphill on the road, you know, like, <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's stuff. Hasn't touched like, the nerve. Nah, not, not at all. Fucking people don't know. Nah, fucking. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's something that can be let go and you will find peace. Yep. Maybe they'll never learn. Maybe they'll still be willfully ignorant and stupid. And this does extend to, like, racists as well, or whatever. Whatever is the thing that you think is willfully stupid and ignorant, uh, it's, it's, it's ultimately, like, they're probably not going to change through you being wrathful towards them. So let go of that anger. Don't let that poison build up in you. I think it's what we're trying to say. I know, again, here's another glib quote, yeah. but be the change you want to see in the world is yeah. really important. Yeah. Because it's I like, agree with that. I can't, I can't influence anyone listening and I can't influence you and I, I don't expect to. Yeah. All I can do is change my own actions yeah. and the way I react to situations. And we can be, try and be that voice that says, yeah, this is not, Our it's own not abnormal to be angry. Yeah. It's abnormal to turn it on the wrong people yeah. and, and to try and try and be better than the animal you know we are a very smart creature yeah and we should use that for good you know and mm-hmm. fundamentally a pretty like naive perspective but yeah yeah we're not nihilists here um i just, guess i guess just in our free time <laughs> just as a hobby yeah. um i guess what like one thing i did want to have in every episode too though was a bit of a media chat because i think media and culture back to what i touched on before is so important to me and probably to my guests and probably to most people in fucking human existence. Not me. Look at ancient scriptures no. and music. I look, and at a, I look at a blank wall. Cave, <laughs> cave paintings. I was going to say cave fry. I almost forgot where I was going. But yeah, I guess we wanted to just like talk about some stuff that's kind of like covers the topic of wrath for us. And I think we're both doing songs this week, aren't we? Yeah, this yeah. This week. Like it's going to be weekly. <laughs> it's going to be when I feel like it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, so, Do you want to so, go first? Um... No, you can go first. I've, okay. I've fucking ranted. Right. Um, I, I am recommending a song that. everyone to go listen to. It is by a Swedish-American band that fuses sort of soul, like 
southern like louisiana style soul with metal um called zeal and ardor so i'm recommending you listen to built on ashes by zeal and ardor from their stranger fruit album um it's a really listen to it once without checking the lyrics and then maybe look at the lyrics and listen to it again and really think of like it's got some pretty harrowing themes wrapped up in a very fun package like musically it's a fun song um i think it's got a really cool theme but like it's about like i looked at the lyrics again i'm not gonna go i don't want to spoil it but like i read the lyrics and was like oh it's about that and like, it's about that aspect of like conflict and i really liked it um and it's a song that i think has some very good beats it's a very good guitar and great swelling um and i think it's, it's just a great song and it really hammers home i went through like my 650 favorite songs on spotify and this is the one that like i narrowed the list down to um when thinking about wrath so have a listen to built on ashes by zeal and ardor from stranger fruit it's on spotify um but i'm sure you can find it elsewhere as well they're a really cool band in general yeah i'm, I'm not going to be as eloquent about it because i'm not a music nerd <laughs> um hardly i I think that for me, it's pretty weird, and I'm even now I'm still questioning my decision. But the song for me that immediately evoked wrath was a song called "Handlebars" by Flowbots, and like, I'm sure everyone knows it because it was super popular in like the mid 2010s. Um, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Watch the music video. That's what I'd suggest. It's yeah. really like the animation style is really cool. If anything. There's a, a couple of lines in there about uh, it follows two people, I suppose, to you know, to explain it for you. One that follows the path of peace and, and, and love, and the other one that follows the corporate structure. Uh, and there's a couple of lines in there to me that are wrath, like um, I can hand out a million vaccinations or let them all die in exasperation. Um, that's one of them, and it's 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 the ability. I know you told people to go listen to song but for me i think it's just explaining it yeah um that's fine it's 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 that just the fucking that people where you can let people die millions of people die just cause it's because you're having a bad day that, yeah, that it's, it's like the duality yeah. on the innocent and um there's another line like um you know i can end the planet in a holocaust and it's like if one man has all this power like how does that go unchecked like what if they have a bad day or what if someone spites them or gyps them and they feel spice it or jips and then it's they, almost flippant about it yeah. yeah yeah it's it's a song that's very whimsical like the, the tune at the end is a ukulele i'm pretty sure just you know it's what a couple of bars and it's 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 yeah it's very light-hearted but it, it, it gets a lot deeper and it yeah. immediately made me think of wrath and i mean i don't know is it right is it wrong it's probably just subjective but that's the song to me that made me think like mm, wrath but in a setting that's not yeah it's not hatred it's not anger it's not like a dark heavy song but it's like it, it evokes those it images gets there. yeah, yeah. And especially if you can go watch the music video flowbots handlebars that's my recommendation cool yeah yeah well um again if anyone has any further feedback for us i would love feedback um i'm gonna do a little q a every episode so if you have any weird questions or stupid shit or you just want to know stuff um feel free to ask i mean even if it's personal if it's not super like dangerously personal or like <laughs> disrespectful like dangerously personal what color are you pews um 
I, I like i'll basically like go I've into it i i think like this is kind of like for me like a cathartic diary almost like getting shit out there that i haven't talked about so candidly so feedback's great um questions is great if you have a business that's struggling due to covid or you want to promote something and it's super cool or weird or you just want me to talk about it let me know as well happy to do free advertising to my three fans um <laughs> And yeah, I mean, take care of yourselves out there. And that is us on Wrath. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Jack, for being with me in your house. My house. <laughs> it's my house now, Kimasabi. <laughs>